Hi everybody, and welcome back to the WHVP podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be getting into the topics of the Swiss economy and talking about the financial principles of inflation versus hyperinflation. Let's get into it. So you can, it's a last person standing race. You can, you, you start at the, like the full hour, mm-hmm. then you have to do 6.71k mm-hmm. um, every hour and yeah. you can just run as, as fast or slow as you want and whatever time is remaining you have to like eat power mm-hmm. nap yeah. just do some stretching whatever um and then you just run until there's only one person left standing so, so the winner ran uh 34 hours Ooh. so that's 223 case oh <laughs> and Swiss guy or woman? Uh, it was so the winner was a guy. I think he was Swiss, and the second was a woman, but she was French. Wow, how long yes. did she go? One one loop less. So the so it Crazy. means you you run until there's only two person left, and then as soon as the second person gives up, the winner has, has to, to finish one more, one more loop <laughs> and be winner. able to do it within the hour. Yeah. And if he or she can't do that, that's then it's a tie and no one wins. Because you like everyone who's not the winner is like a DNF and did not yeah, finish. Yeah. So that means like everyone's a loser Crazy. except for one, one person. person. Yes. That's cool. I mean, it's a cool. It, it's it's a really cool premise, and also I like that there's like no male and female um, sections because yeah, yeah. everyone just runs everyone. together, yeah. and there's like every now and then a woman wins because for those long distances it doesn't really matter anymore mm-hmm. because the physical like difference disappears. It's yeah. just about mental strength in the end. Yeah. Um, and it's also very challenging to run it because you never know how long, how much longer you have to do it. So mm-hmm. in a normal race, you can like count yeah, down yeah, the case. Yeah. Yes. And there it's just every loop you have to decide, like, can I do another one? Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. It, it was fun. Yeah, but it sounds, it sounds like nothing I want to do, but <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, can, I, can, I can understand. <laughs> yeah, I understand from the competitive nature. It's a really cool premise. It's like one go, uh, everyone goes in and only one comes out. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's also fun because you're like a team until yeah. there's only two people left because the winner wants to run as far as yeah. possible and you, can, you are not allowed to continue running more than one loop once the second person dropped out. So you basically have to keep spirits high for everyone to last yeah. as long as possible yeah. for the winner to have a performance as, as good as possible. Okay, crazy. Yeah. That's really cool. I had never known about those kind of races until it was told me about that. That's yeah, what you're doing on the weekend. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't think there's too many people who are into it. But um, How many people ran? 50. But they had a long waiting list. So there, yeah. there are some, um, I think like the, the ultra running scene has, has gained a lot of traction in the past yeah. 10 years, especially also in the US. Yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully next year there will be a larger field of participants mm. because mm. Uh, like because of Corona, they had to like cap it with 50 people. Mm. Um, but they did a, a fantastic job. So mm. all the volunteers and the race organizers were super nice. They were mm. very helpful, very excited because it was only the second edition. They did the first edition last year during um, the first lockdown and they could only mm. do it I think with like 15 people or so oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so did you so. do it last year no I wanted to do it but yeah. then it was um, postponed because yeah. of the lockdown yeah. and it was exactly on my birthday and I was like yeah, yeah I don't want to spend my birthday suffering well, that much <laughs> I'll do it before or after <laughs> exactly yeah. so but it was a guy's birthday on Friday so wow. there's people who choose to spend their birthday that way yeah yeah what was the least who, who quit the first there were two people who didn't start. Um, just injured or... Yeah, I don't know, injured or cold feet, I don't know. And one per- like three people who quit after six rounds, yeah. which would be like a marathon. Yeah. Um, 
So my, my first goal was not to be the first one to quit yeah. and I managed to do that. So it was yeah. a success yeah, in good. my book. Yeah. Awesome, yeah, exactly. Cool. Crazy. Was it efficiently run? What was it? Was it efficiently run? Was the oh, the organization yeah, you mean? Were, yeah. Yes, it was very, I mean, it was Swiss people organizing. Yeah. So it was yeah. very efficient. Yeah. Everything worked perfectly well. Um, Really so yeah, cool. kudos to the to the vice director. Yeah, the the benefit of living in a culture that is so efficient and focuses on making sure everything is smooth and yes. goes along well with what's planned. Exactly. And with that, we'll jump into understanding the Swiss economy. <laughs> <laughs> they know where I was going with that. Segways get better every I, week. <laughs> why was he talking about the efficiency of the? Oh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, today I thought we'd talk about um, what what sets Switzerland apart as an economy. Um, obviously, it's a country of you know, 8.25 million people, yet its currency is one of the top performing currencies in the world as far as strength and desirability, um, to the point so that the uh, Swiss National Bank has to use a negative interest rate to keep the value of the currency from overinflating or getting too much money on the market so just open it up to you guys who have grown up here working here <laughs> what what makes the Swiss economy unique well I would say <laughs> how it all started is probably a lack of resources so we don't really have anything else to to make money from there's no natural resources here um, so Swiss people had to be very smart about how they can achieve economic benefit mm. or economic value and, and they have done a tremendous job in, in doing so for, for the past, I don't know, 100, 200 years. Um, I think more recently Switzerland is, is very great with its education system. So we have several universities that, that are really top, top ranked and they're basically free to attend for Swiss people. Mm -hmm. So you have to pay like a symbolic uh, amount. I think for me it was six or 700 francs a semester. Mm -hmm. So it is a little bit of money just for people to like not sign up and then not show up. Mm -hmm. But it, it's definitely extremely heavily subsidized mm -hmm. by, by the government. And then also that we have the alternative of the apprenticeship so that you don't have to study for every job yeah. um, and that you can get into the workforce at an extremely young age. I think that's that makes a huge difference mm -hmm. as well. And then the innovative mindset, I think that's something that people don't really talk enough about mm -hmm. um, because Swiss people are, are quite modest, maybe too modest at times, um, mm -hmm. and they don't really like to... to um, talk about themselves very positively, but Switzerland continuously ranks number one in innovation. Um, there's a very blooming startup scene here, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to fintech and, and yeah. crypto startups. Yeah. Um, and I think all of that is, is really beneficial. I think we've talked about that before. For me, it's just a combination of like the, the old economy and, mm -hmm. and the experience and track record, mm -hmm. but then combining it with, with a very um, like innovative outlook for the future and really thinking yeah. about um, what the future can look like and, and building on that, especially like with, with ETH um, and, and all the super interesting projects and, and companies that come out of that university um, because they are so so great at what they do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think another another reason why we do have all this all of these high quality people in Switzerland mm -hmm. is that Switzerland is a very attractive place to live. Mm -hmm. I think there are many people who at least want to live once in their lifetime in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and the universities, as Jamie said, they have very very good programs to work together with companies, to work together with other universities around the world, which is also because we are quite a, a small country, so that we have to make sure that we uh, keep on and that we keep up or stay updated and mm -hmm. have all the or use all the resources that are available. Yeah. And by doing so, I think that Switzerland has a a great benefit, like also in the in, in the relation of their size, that they can manage things very efficiently, as you mentioned before, yeah. and uh, bring bring new innovation into the market. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you if you have a look on the crypto valley in Zug, which is the hotspot for uh, cryptocurrencies and blockchain in whole Europe, that developed quite fast, yeah. like within two years or something. Yeah started yeah. 2013 already yeah. or was it 2000 i think it, it was quite early and uh and like the mix the mix of this um eagerness to achieve something and to keep uh, to be on the pulse of what is going on mm -hmm. combined with uh people who are coming into the country that's yeah. that's very nice and i think also the uh the reliability that switzerland has uh, helps a lot because mm. people around the world they they have faith in Swiss like as the brand in Switzerland yeah. and the Swiss people so they know that it often is a is something positive to make business with Swiss people yeah. yeah the quality of service or products that come out of Switzerland always has that high high standard and the Swiss government I think has really worked really well and really hard to maintain that you know certain countries like Japan and the United States have still have that to some regard but the United States you know we lost a lot of that because we were so focused on other areas of growth um, that and innovation that we kind of lost that where Switzerland I think has been able to do an incredible job at you know keeping that for both products and services and what's coming in the future how do we move forward and it's something really really incredible I think that's a really good point you bring up about the crypto valley and Zug is crazy to think about that I had a, a, a colleague and he his father tried doing something similar 20 years ago in his country and couldn't get it off the ground because the environment or the the group of the people weren't on on top of the pulse just as you mentioned you know Swiss people are like okay what's new oh they look into it they realize okay it is okay let's do it let's move in a direction let's try to make it work and I think that's a very valuable valuable point yeah. mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that the government that you mentioned, that's something that's also incredibly important is that mm -hmm. we have a very stable political system. Mm -hmm. We have a very direct um, democratic system so people can actually vote on, on the <laughs> most ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Um, everything comes in, in front of, not everything, but most of the things come in front of the people. Very mm -hmm. People actually can vote yes or no to certain yeah. um, law changes and, and referendums. Um, so I think Switzerland is a, is a country of, of neutrality and, and compromises. and. That, that might not be super interesting, but it mm -hmm. enables people to have like long-term predictions because there's yeah. not going to be any extreme shifts to one side or the other. And I think we also have a very good 
system in, in the sense that we have like a, a social safety net mm -hmm. that allows people to, to take leaps mm -hmm. and just try something yeah. and know that they will um, be assisted to getting back on their feet if, mm -hmm. if their endeavors don't work out. Yeah. And I think that's something that, that is extremely health, um, helpful as well and healthy yeah. for an economy to support people to try new things and, and try something entrepreneurial or yeah. take a leap with a new job. And if it doesn't work out, you'll be supported for, for some time um, until you find like your, your next your next yeah. stop. So I think that that's probably helpful as well. Yeah, that's good. Julia, do you have any input on, I guess, from working from, we all have different backgrounds where we came up. Do you have any input of how that, how you see that impacting the Swiss economy? As far as like your educational background and how you grew up and how you, how you were able to excel as a professional um, in Switzerland and do you see as a system as a whole how it fostered that or well I can what I can see is um, the difference to Spain in yeah. Spain everybody goes to the university will try to go to the university then they finish and then yeah. there are no jobs there yeah. and no you know um, then they have to start to work at McDonald's or yeah. they don't have any work at all they mm. stay at home until 30 and here in Switzerland you start with an apprenticeship with 15, 16 yeah. years and then after these three or four years you can think about what you want to do, you mm. can go to university, you work, you can go abroad to work mm. and, and that's a very good thing to do and yeah. even in um, there are some countries who are um, doing the same like mm. Switzerland, they are looking what are they doing because there are championships for apprenticeships mm. in uh, abroad in yeah. in Asia was last year and yeah. the Swiss won almost oh, everything. Crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And I'm a really pro for this apprenticeship yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, even if you are very young when you start yeah. and I was 15 when I started to work at the bank yeah. and for me it was oh my god what shall I do for yeah. the rest of my life when yeah. I was 14 I yeah. have to start thinking, thinking about, about it yeah. and but it's a really good thing yeah. I think yeah, yeah from society's outlook yeah I think I I think one thing that growing up as an American outside looking in um, I, I think it is amazing that you have that opportunity I think the stress uh, or the pressure not stress but the pressure at a young age is tough but as you mentioned hey you have you know from 15 till 19 to 20 to kind of think about it and get some practical experience make a little bit of money learn how to deal with you know how to pay bills or you know with your parents work and figure out these things and you learn practical life skills at a very crucial time of where you're transitioning to adulthood and you still have time you have you know then 15 years to kind of figure out what you want versus in the states you get out of university you have huge amount of debt and then uh, I'm 23 years old and I don't really know if I want to work and what I'm working you know I think that's that that adds huge channels and for people to find you know something that they okay I don't know what I'm doing but I become a plumber and I turn out I love it you know and that's super healthy for society you don't have to go somewhere else and find it you've already built that system and created those pipelines here and so something I think is super valuable in the Swiss culture that, that breeds that kind of um, channels into filling what society needs that's cool. Yeah, cool. Thanks. And I wanted to yeah. say something um, Jamie, said, yeah. Jamie said regarding this voting system. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
people here are so decent, they even yeah. say no when they voted, they could have voted for five weeks holidays, <laughs> they said no. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, that, that that's was good. That unbelievable. Was so yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, such people, they like to work. Yeah. 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 Apparently, yeah, yeah they, they, they see that it is important yeah. for people to work. Yeah. And yeah, we yeah. have these 42 hour weeks and yeah. in Germany is 36. Yeah. And we have these four weeks and um, mm. holidays and everybody is happy with it. Yeah. But I yeah. think that comes back down to, to education again, because yeah. people have the capability of like a long term thinking. Mm -hmm. They can think about, OK, what yeah. would be the impact on a small yeah. or, or mid-sized company? Yeah. Um, can they afford giving everyone five weeks? And I mean, yeah. most companies or a lot of companies do have like five weeks of holidays just yeah. as like a, a employer's benefit. I think mm -hmm. we here have five weeks yeah. um, per year. So it, it is there's a lot of like self-reliance and, and responsibility mm. yeah. for oneself and, and so I think that's a that's a fantastic yeah. example for the mindset <laughs> yeah. of Swiss people and, and the, the long-term approach that a lot of people yeah. have to thinking about economic problems yeah. and, and issues. Um, I thought we'd talk about uh, the difference between inflation of a currency or of a market versus hyperinflation. Um, both of those words carry very scary feelings for the average person. Um, and when you get into finance, you learn that there is, um, there, there, they're not inflation itself. The word inflation is not necessarily what it, what what we attach fear to it, um, because of historical um, examples of German, the German mark experiencing hyperinflation, or in our current time frame, uh, Venezuela's um, money hitting that um, hyperinflation. So how can I guess how how do we look at inflation at from financial principle versus hyperinflation? What's the difference, and how does it how does it how do they relate to each other? Well, maybe I can just start to yeah. to give some like yeah. um, baseline, but before you yeah. uh, maybe expand on it a bit more, um, I think so. In inflation is like when money is losing its value, right? Mm -hmm. And and the central banks usually have a target inflation of, of around 2%. So I think inflation in itself um, is something that, that is usually desired and it's not mm -hmm. necessarily a bad thing. I mean, yeah. the, the like opposite of it would be deflation, yeah. um, which is also not very healthy. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to, to not get too afraid or too emotional when people start talking about inflation. Of course, if we have inflation in very high numbers, if we go into uh, hyperinflation territory, then that becomes a huge problem. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're personally, I think we're very far away from hyperinflation and yeah. also in the US. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that just to, to have like a little bit of, uh, yes, just, just that like everybody is a, yeah. a little bit clear on, yeah. on what we're talking about yeah. um, when we talk about that. I'm not sure, do you want to expand on that a bit more? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, the the goal for having inflation is to grow an economy, yeah. so that you uh, put put more money into the economy and hope that this money will be used in a productive way. Yeah. So this is the positive uh, the positive side of uh, inflation. Yeah. But the other thing on inflation is that. It, it is quite difficult to control it as we have seen in the last 30 years I would say that we have been n not necessarily in an uh, environment of 
deflation, but disinflation. So where, did it, where there is still inflation, but inflation yeah. comes down. Yeah. And governments have done a lot, not governments, but uh, central banks have done a lot to push inflation, yeah. which didn't work out because, or I think the reason for that is that they weren't on the same line with the, with the people. Yeah. People did not believe what, uh, what the central banks did was yeah. for their benefit. Yeah. So there was a lot of money going into the system, but uh, staying at the banking, mm. banking system and not really uh, reaching the, the people. Uh, the people. Yeah. And, and I would also say that we are not in a danger of hyperinflation yet. Yeah. I think that it is it, it is a reasonable belief that we are going to see inflation which is 3%, 4%, mm. yeah. but that the central bank has the ability to react mm. uh, in several ways. I mean, inflation, that's is the best thing that, or not the best, but it is not that a bad thing that currently can happen to the central banks and the yeah. governments. There are things that are worse. Yeah. And there are uh, instruments they can use to reduce the the cash and to work together with the banking system to mm. bring money again out of the system. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's understanding the base to understand how why that is that the, the central banks want inflation. You have to understand that deflation is the the loss of uh, or, or the, the strength of a currency, so your purchasing power. We want to buy uh, Heidi the cow for five dollars. Mm. If deflation exists, I can buy it for one. Mm. And people think, oh, that's good. Then you can buy more things for less money. All attached with deflation is usually less money supply, which means incomes, everything else goes down from the population. And that's exactly as you mentioned, you know, the central banks want inflation because they want the economy to grow. Because if the money goes into the population, like you saw in the 60s with JFK and his, his uh, high, high spending tax policies and, and lower tax wages, it saw a flush of money go into the markets and it allowed people's incomes, average incomes, I mean, spurred it in the 60s. Now, yes, inflation happened because there was more money in the markets and that was healthy to a certain extent and so mm -hmm. I think it's it's the it's understanding that principle that there's a certain level of inflation that we do want because it raises in general and principle raises income levels and the GDP usually goes up if the target level of inflation is achieved and and I think that's that's something that we have to be reminded of when we hear the word inflation I think a lot of people get the fear that it's hyperinflation but to understand that inflation is happening constantly. Even in Switzerland, that's why they went to a negative interest rate so that they could have inflation and not deflation on their currency. And that's, you know, that's, that's the, I think let's taking the fear out of the word inflation and understand, okay, there's a balance. It's a balancing effect of what inflation does and that, that is a good thing, but where's the good line at? Julia, do you have any? No, sorry, I don't think no, I have to add anything. Okay. I think it's good. Yeah, I think the, the only thing to add is having in, in mind that, that inflation is something that happens constantly. Mm -hmm. This is one of the points why, um, especially for, for people our age who have like a, a longer 
um, time horizon when it comes mm. to their money and wealth yeah. that that's one of the points why investing makes sense yeah. um, because if you just have your money laying around it loses value yeah. without you realizing it thanks for joining us today for the podcast if you have more questions about whvp feel free to check us out at whvp.ch or check us out at any of our social media outlets facebook linkedin and instagram by searching WHVP. Have a great day.